Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Professionally Fit. Professionally Fit is dedicated to health and wellness with regard to entrepreneurship and executives. If you are soaring in your field, in your enterprise, we're here to help show you how to do that in your health as well because it's a well-known fact that how you do anything is how you do everything. And it's safe to say, if your body is inflamed, so is your business. Welcome to the show. So on today's show, me and Jay are going to talk about how to eat clean. We've been getting a lot of questions lately with regard to sugar and even dairy and even plant-based diets. So even though we've covered a lot of this information in past episodes, we decided to do an updated episode on nutrition, weight loss, eating for weight loss, and eating for health, um, and kind of go into a little detail about the differences in the two. So before we dive into clean eating, as always, wait, what? Wait, what is our segment where Jay and I identify something we either saw, heard, or experienced in the last week that made us go, wait, what? So um, I'm going to delve real quickly quickly into mine. Mine is pretty short. My weight, what is, so, you know, I went to a hip hop yoga class two weeks ago, which was super dope. We had a great time. So I went to another hip hop yoga class two nights ago, Friday. Um, and this one was downtown Detroit at the elevator building. It was cool. And, um, me and Terry, my yoga instructor, we were there hip hop yoga and we were getting ready to get started. And guess who comes walking through the door? Remember I told you the girl we met at the yeah, ye- last yeah. yoga class? Um, so she comes walking through the door. Her name is Randy. Shout out to Randy. And um, I was like, wait, what? We got so geek. Like, oh my goodness. So <laughs> all three of us ended up doing the hip hop yoga class Friday. And then we went out to dinner again and had an amazing experience. The conversation got so deep and crazy, man. We were just exploring. And it's cool because we were like three different age groups and three different places in our lives, all oh, of us. Okay. So it was like an engaged person, a married person, and a separated, almost divorced person. Okay. And it's like we had 50 something. And we had mid-30s, and we had like 40, almost 40. And all of our perspectives, we were talking about relationships and life. And it was just so cool to have all those different experiences in, in one. And um, But seeing Randy again was like totally my way what? Because she is amazing. And she actually helped to identify. She's, she's like basically... Um, she's married to me. Like I'm her husband when I was just explaining, you uh-huh. know, my, the way I look at life and stuff like that. And so she was really able to help me be more introspective and look at things, you know, a certain way. And so, you know, it's always cool to have those experiences with, with people, I think outside of yourself where you don't normally see, yeah. cause you feel, right. you feel really unjudged. You feel really like I'm just able to like be myself and you know, say my point of view. So we kind of talked about relationships. We talked about, you know, having to be a black woman now and and the burdens that we have. And, and we just talked about kind of the temperature, you know, in the world right now. And so it was really, really cool seeing her again. So that's cool. Yeah, that's really cool. Okay. So my way, what is I was in a a store, not a a department store, I I should say, but it was one of those in a plaza. Mm -hmm. So it was a stand, you know, standalone stores. And so, the store was empty. It was like me, one worker, and maybe like one other person. So it was millions of baskets of car- shopping carts. Okay. So I got so comfortable with pushing my shopping cart around and being alone in this store. I was like, um, I can just leave it right here. It's no one here. So I just took my winter hat off that I was wearing. 
And I just had some products from the store. I didn't have any personal belongings or my purse or anything. So I come back to my car. Now, keep in mind, I'm only about a few feet away. I didn't go far from it. But when I go to find it, <laughs> I can't. So I'm looking around. I was like, okay, the store is empty. Now it's only like two other people here. But there's plenty of shopping carts. It's not like when you need one. If you see one, you're mm -hmm. going to take it. It's empty. So I was like, okay, who? I said, like, okay, it must have been a worker. A worker must have saw it and put it back. So long story short, I ended up asking a lady because my winter hat is in there. Otherwise, I wouldn't have cared. And um, she said, no, I don't, I don't have your uh, cart. I was like, did you see it? She said, no. So this lady was so, so concerned. She's just like, oh my god, I gotta help you. I have to help you. I'm like, no, it's not a big deal. I was like, it was just my winter hat. You know, I didn't want to bother her. The lady was determined. She's like, no, sis, I have to. She was like, no, that's just, that's not right. You had your stuff in there. Let me help you. She ends up going to this one part. <laughs> Somebody had took all of my stuff out the cart and just threw it on the floor. <laughs> I was like, wait, what? <laughs> like, why would you do that? Why would you do that? Why would you take my stuff? The hat was just on the floor and so was everything else in the cart. What? <laughs> She was so disturbed. By, she was more disturbed than me. That's she so was bizarre. Like, oh my God. I was like, it's not a big deal. I'm going on this vacation. And, I, you know, I was getting like a necklace to wear with my swimsuit. But it's not anything. She was like, oh my, just, you just, sis, please just have a good vacation. Be safe. <laughs> <laughs> and she was so nice. That was my other way. What? That you just really don't know who you're talking to and who could be like a blessing to you at that moment. Yeah. Because she was so genuine and so nice and so concerned. And she was determined to find myself more so than I. <laughs> right. I was right. just like, forget it. You know, actually we have too many winter hats and <laughs> clearly I didn't need the necklace because I shouldn't have been buying it in the first place. But yeah, that's my weight was. Somebody completely disrespected my whole life. Wow. Just in a matter of seconds. Like I'm going to not only take your cart, but I'm going to take your stuff and throw it on the ground, even though there's like 50 other shopping carts. It's so bizarre. That's really... It was really bizarre. Like, did, who did? Why? Wow. <laughs> that seems really petty. Uh, <laughs> it was. Shout out to pettiness today. Yeah. Um, oh, I have. I do have a second. Wait, what? I should have. Why in the gym the other day, this gentleman was doing abs and he put a weight on the side of his face. To do crunches, so like he. Let's... See, see, she's trying to talk about it. That didn't even happen. That's so ridiculous. I swear. Now you're making up stuff. Let's I move swear. On. <laughs> I'm looking like, wait, 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 what? He took that? a plate and rested it on the side of his face to do crunches, really? and was doing like side crunches. And I'm like, what the heck? And then he lay back on the bench, rested a plate on his forehead. <laughs> And started doing crunches. Then he laid over the bench. So he was like face down. Booty up. <laughs> and rested a plate on his neck. He was. Oh, he was determined. He was trying to get a lawsuit. Is that what it was? Yeah. Yeah. Planet okay. Fitness. Yeah. They got so many clients. You know, so it's funny that you knew it was Planet Fitness. That's too funny. Oh, yeah. I knew it wasn't. <laughs> 
don't know. I knew it was anytime LA. I knew no lifetime. No, that had to be at Planet Fitness. I'm like, wait, what is he doing? This dirty plate you just put it on your face. Like it was so bizarre. I'm just like, okay. Yeah, his neck just was really going through the struggle. Okay, yeah. is that what it was? Yeah, yeah. He needed a lawsuit. It's all. It's all good. Got it. Okay. Next time, just tell him to slip and fall. You know, old school. <laughs> the old school old lawsuit. School so he ain't got to do all the extra. Pour some water and slip on it. Yeah, for sure. So this topic is so awesome. I went to go see Dr. Joe Furman um, the other night, and he is a physician who is an advocate for plant-based healing and uh, is an advocate for correcting chronic disease through yeah. nutrition versus mm-hmm. medication. And one thing that he said that took the cake for me was that prescription pads should be called permission slips. And I was like, absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, doctors write prescriptions for people before, some doctors, before discussing serious lifestyle changes that need to take place and dietary changes that need to take place. And they write prescriptions for people and send them on their way. And people get these prescriptions for these medications and believe that I can eat all this fried foods, all these saturated fats, um, all this sugar and all this cheese. And all I have to do is take my pill. Yeah. All I have to do is take my insulin and I'll be okay. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we have to realize that although medicine is necessary it shouldn't be used as a tool to continue to practice bad diet choices absolutely absolutely and so you know we're going to discuss really quickly what clean eating is what it means what it looks like because there's some groups out there there's some communities out there that are giving misinformation to people and i saw it firsthand myself this week and it really disturbed me (laughs) So let's talk about, you know, I mean, we, we're all on social media and, and a lot of us get our information from, from social, social media, media. True. Um, and our peers. And if our peers aren't educated or well-versed in this, if they tell you that, you know, this particular one I saw this week, uh, a bowl from Chipotle is healthy. It had all the cheese on it and it had all this stuff. And, you know, if somebody tells you that's healthy, then some of us take that and run with it. You know, and I'm not saying that it's not healthy when it's compared to something like the burrito wrap. Right. But a lot of us believe that's a healthy choice that should be a go-to if mm-hmm. you're eating out. I agree. Yeah, totally. So, yeah, we're definitely going to delve into that because I see a lot of things on social media as well. And they're compl- not only are they not healthy at all, there's cer- certain things you can do in moderation and certain things I believe that should be a goal to just not having your diet at all so yeah we definitely need to talk about what's good what's healthy what's not and you know give some tips and advice on how to start a healthier journey if you haven't already started yeah absolutely i agree um and i think we should start off by defining for people what exactly healthy eating clean eating is because that in and of itself there's a lot of misconceptions right okay i want to start off with the first misconception that you cannot have tasty food when you eat healthy. I know we're going, we need to get into specifics about what eating healthy actually involves, but I want to just give a disclaimer before we even start. Just like you can go somewhere and have a very nasty meal when you eat meat and cheese and fried foods, you can have a nasty meal with that. 
so you can have a nasty meal with healthy food. You're right. But just like you can have a very delicious meal when you eat those things, you can have a very delicious meal when you eat healthy. It's the same the same rules apply. Yes. So yeah. So let's discuss what eating healthy actually is. And we as we always say, whole foods. Foods with one ingredient. Yep. A thousand percent. They'll keep it super simple for you all. When you're thinking about what should and what I shouldn't eat, especially if you're trying to lose weight, the first rule that we always give to individuals is try to make your diet as label-free as possible, meaning that you're buying fresh produce, you're buying fresh meat or fish. It's no guesswork as to what's in it. Right. So if you go to the grocery store, you get all your produce, right? That stuff you have to bag yourself. You have to pick and weigh yourself. Those are one ingredient foods. You go to your meat counter and you get your fresh fish or your fresh chicken, your fresh turkey, one ingredient, no guesswork. Even if you're buying packaged foods, things like rice, one ingredient. If it's brown rice, one ingredient. If it's peanut butter, it should just be peanuts there should be one ingredient in your food that's the surefire way to ensure that it's it's healthy that there's no additives there's no preservatives they didn't dump sugar in it you should look at the ingredients do you recognize what's in it and how much um how many ingredients are there absolutely so one of the tips i want to give about eating whole foods is i know it sounds basic and it sounds boring but here's the cool part just because they have one ingredient, that does not mean you can't mix these things and make something that's very tasty. Like you can make, um, you know, a, a soup. You can make lasagna. You long as you know what the ingredients that you are putting in your foods are. That doesn't mean just because you bought rice that you have to eat it that way. You can take the rice and you can take whatever other things that you bought and you can like have a recipe book and add these things together to make a desirable meal. So when we say one ingredient, it doesn't have to stay that way mm -hmm. it doesn't have to end up that way it just starts that way so you will know what's in your food so it's good to start off with whole foods and then maybe um buy a cookbook you know how to eat clean with whole foods with recipes that's always a good start for all my people out there who love you know to cook and like different ingredients and different recipes yep a thousand percent that's and because you do that all the time i do you will mix time. your rice with your brown uh, yeah your uh, black beans and, and your sweet spinach, potatoes yeah. and your quinoa um, and so, yes, you, everything that you cook with should be one ingredient, but like Jay said, you can definitely blend and mix those yeah. things to get different textures, you different flavors. Like that. That's how you bake a lot. You take your peanut butter and you take your blueberries and mm -hmm. you'll make a cake with those one ingredients. Right. And so everything in your dish should totally be ingredients that you recognize. So think about, um, if you have, this is a great example. Think about pasta sauce. For example, a lot of people make spaghetti right. and very few of us make our own pasta sauce. Right. If, ideally, yes, you will. We will want to um, make our pasta sauce from scratch. But a lot of us buy pre-bottled pasta sauce. Well, with your pasta sauce, it's not going to be just one ingredient, right? It's going to be more than just tomatoes. But you should totally recognize every other ingredient in the pasta sauce. Exactly. So if you have your garlic in there, sometimes it has mushrooms, basil, um, all of your seasonings. All those things you should you should recognize in your pasta sauce. And then you don't want anything that you wouldn't traditionally think of in pasta sauce. For example, sugar. A lot of pasta sauces add sugar to them. Right. So you have to read your labels and make sure that they're not dumping sugar, a ton of sugar into that sauce. But it should be all, you shouldn't, there shouldn't be any foreign words. There shouldn't be any chemical sounding 
words in your ingredients. You want it to be 100% food. And kind of a rule that I give to clients is technically you should be able to go reproduce that product. You should be able to look at the ingredients and be like, okay, if I wanted to make this pasta sauce myself, I can go buy tomatoes. I can go buy garlic. I can go buy basil. I can go buy oregano. Right. I don't want to. Right. (laughs) Right. I'm paying for the convenience of it having been done for me. But it should be the ingredients should technically be a recipe that you could reproduce if you felt like it. Yeah, that's a really good rule. That's absolutely correct. Mm -hmm. That's how. And sometimes I'm going to be completely honest. Sometimes I do have to pay maybe a dollar or so or so more to keep those chemicals and those preservatives out when they package it for me. Yes. So you do have to make a choice. Do I want to make this or sometimes do I want to pay the extra dollar or two dollars to have it unprocessed, but it, I mean, I'm sorry, with no preservative, preservative free, um, you know, with no corn syrup and no sugar and not a lot of sodium, but it's absolutely worth it. It's just about deciding, do you want to take the time or do you want to pay the money sometime? Absolutely. When you buy packaged foods, guys, you're just paying for convenience. Yeah. You shouldn't be paying for extra chemicals and sugar. So that's where people get, it's more expensive. When, when someone makes it for you, it's so much cheaper to make it yourself. And when I say so much cheaper, I mean as far as buying like a whole lot of cheese and a whole lot of meat. Eating healthy, eating vegetables, or eating plant-based on some days is definitely cheaper when you do it yourself. That's a misconception. Yeah, yeah. It's not more expensive to eat healthy with fresh food. It's more expensive to eat healthy with pre-made, done-for-you food. Right. Okay, great. Okay, so um, let's talk about then sugar really quickly. Um, a lot of people, I think the number one, the top two addictions in America for sure are food overall and then sugar. Um, and a lot of people ask, how do I, what can I replace mm-hmm. the sugar with? Yeah. And you, in our perspective, varied on this because I would tell people how to wean it up. And you were kind of like, you know, just kind of like, just don't. Yeah. You have to, you, it's kind of like cigarettes. You can't just smoke a few or try a different brand. You need to, it's an addiction. And the bottom line is we crave what we consume. So as long as you're giving your body and your brain that, that pleasure, it's going to release that dopamine and those pleasure chemicals. And it's going to make you want more of it, of Mm -hmm. that sweetness. And so you yes you can eat less but uh, you have to get to a point where you have to just go cold turkey i mean how far do we go with the weaning because i'm not saying like if you eat a drink a gallon a, a gallon a liter a pop of a day that you should just start tomorrow and have absolutely no pop i do believe in weaning to a certain extent but you have to wrap your brain around one day i'm gonna have to stop and it's not gonna be easy weaning doesn't necessarily make it easier when you when it's time to go completely like okay i need to just man up and just tell myself no i can't have this cake i can't have this these sweets i can't have this juice i can't put all this sugar in my coffee like right. there has to come a point where you have to get uncomfortable to get rid of that craving i agree with that to a certain extent and the reason why i can honestly say is because i've been on, on i've had the sugar addiction i ate you remember how much i ate sweets mm-hmm. i ate Sour Patch Kids. I ate um, any any cookies, everything. I love, love, loved sugar. I had that sugar addiction. And the first thing I did was what uh, Lisa suggested is go cold turkey. I gave myself a 30-day challenge just to starve, you know, my taste buds and to change them. But when after the 30 days, I did allow myself to eat sugar but just not refined sugar. And so after my taste buds changed, sugar didn't taste the same to me. So I didn't necessarily say cold turkey 
for the rest of my life. But what I did, so sometimes maybe you need to do give yourself a week challenge, maybe even a three day challenge, mm-hmm. maybe even let's go 24 hour challenge and then start shortening those periods of time. I'm sorry, extending those periods of time. But I know some people, when they go cold turkey, and when they'll break down, they'll they'll have that, and you then know, binge. and then bend mm-hmm. and then feel sorry for themselves and then feel like they're in, incapable. Mm-hmm. So I, I think it does depend on what type of person you are. Some mm-hmm. people are full on, head on, tunnel vision, I can do this. And some people absolutely need that weaning process, but with, like you said, with the end goal in mind. Mm-hmm. So I always suggest if you don't feel like you can go cold turkey, Start with a challenge to yourself one day, like you did your fasting. Mm-hmm. Maybe start with one day, then go for two days the following week, then go for three days the mm-hmm. following week until you get strong enough to say this, okay, I'm I'm removing this from my life. Okay. So let's talk about um, sugars and different types of sugars. Because one of the people... So many. Yeah, because people are <laughs> like, well, wait, wait, what about stevia? Wait, what about yeah. agave? Wait, what about... Brown sugar. Yeah. So let's talk about, or, or now they have coconut sugar. So okay. let's talk about that now, because now yeah. people are like, well, is this okay? Is that okay? Um, so here's the very bottom line. Sugar is sugar. Let's be very clear yeah. about that. Sugar is sugar. Coconut sugar, sugar, brown sugar is not a yeah. better choice than the white sugar. Nope. You know? So let's make it very clear. You marketers have done a very good job with marking up the price to make you believe it's a healthier choice. Because we believe if this is a little more expensive, it must be better for me, right? Mm -hmm. So we know the white domino sugar is the cheapest, and everybody knows to stay away from that. But people will go, oh, coconut sugar. And then we relate it with the white bread. Exactly. So it's like, oh, white domino sugar, white bread is bad, so let me get the brown sugar. Exactly. Or the or, yeah. So it's all a mental thing marketers have done. It's, It's very strategic. It's very strategic, guys. All that stuff, sugar is sugar. So um, what I like to say is, number one, don't keep it in the house. Mm-hmm. Don't keep it in the house. If you feel like um, I can be strong and I can just have a little bit or I can't, no, you can't. <laughs> like, just don't keep it in the house. Having these things should be a chore. Yeah, yeah, I, absolutely. That's a huge suggestion that I make for anything, not just sugar. When you have a pack of donuts in your cabinet versus you having to get in your car and go get a donut, the chances of you getting and eating that donuts are slim to none when you have to literally inconvenience yourself to get it. And the same thing applies for sugar. You will more than likely go through that craving before you get in your car and drive to go get some some sugar. And that goes for equal sugar as well, the sugar substitutes. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah, artificial sweeteners are horrible for you. You should not consume any artificial sweeteners. They're synthetic. Your body does not recognize them, and your body cannot digest them. If it was made in a lab, it has to be digested in a lab. So everything you eat should come from the earth. Okay, so what that applies to diet pop, right? Yes. And versus regular pop. So my question because people ask me so i want you because i have my answer but i want you to give your answer of when people ask me well if if i can't drink diet pop then regular pop must be better right that doesn't even make sense <laughs> give your answer because my <laughs> answer is pretty you know and and lisa and i to be honest we struggle with not um being so straightforward and being like well just cut pop out period mm-hmm. So what I uh, what I will suggest, since Lisa is over here bug-eyed, like, what? <laughs> what I suggest now, because it usually be just go cold turkey, 
Um, some things need abstinence, not moderation. But Say that like again. I said, some things need abstinence, not moderation. Yes. You know, that is a rule of thumb. Everything should not be consumed in moderation. Some things need to be cut out of your life and out of your diet permanently. Period. Period. Um, but if you do, like I said, have a problem with going cold turkey, I know somebody who went from two liter to a half a liter. So, you know, small victories always trump no victories. Don't think because you can't cut it out of your diet that you shouldn't start somewhere. Yes. You know, if you went from drinking, you know, two gallons of or whatever it is, cut, cut it in half and then continue to, to draw back and cut back. So that's my suggestion with the pop. No, diet pop is not better. Pop is not good. But if you must. Start cu- cutting back on. Yeah, start cutting back. But diet pop, guys, is not healthier. It's not a healthier choice. Juice is not a healthier oh, choice. Oh, yes, please. You say that again. Yeah, juice is not a healthier choice. It's all sugar. It's all sugar. Um, Energy drinks and those, um, like, flavored waters, they they are pumped full of sugar and synthetic flavorants. And they can sometimes put zero sugar on the front of the label because they've used some type of um, synthetic flavorant in the ingredients. It doesn't make it sugar-free. Anything that says sugar-free, zero sugar, low-calorie, diet, light, all of those things means that they took out something real and put in something synthetic. Absolutely. So you want to stay away from anything that's considered the healthier version of our original version, right? Yeah. And so that's how diet pop is, right? So, you know, I know it, it, it's not it's not easy. We're not saying that by any means. But we want to make it very clear that you believe that these industries are creating products for you that are better for you and they're not. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't come from the earth... If it if it's not grown from the soil, then it is not what your by our bodies biologically want to mimic um, the earth and only understands and can only receive things that come from the earth. So if it's made in the lab and if they've concocted some recipe to quote unquote make it healthier, it, it doesn't work that way. Yeah, and so it it's it's, it's an ongoing battle with marketers and nutritionists once they learn something that nutritionists are telling their clients like hey plant-based then the marketers will do something to mimic something such as um okay well we'll we'll make this mock uh sugar that comes from this quote-unquote plant and then it and then it confuses consumers yes so our best rule of thumb is just just try to refrain from even consuming and adding sugar when you want something sweet the earth provides naturally sweet flavors and things with a sweet taste so i stay away from you know the the plant what is it called um stevia Mm -hmm. stevia yep stevia is a plant that is from the earth but the problem with stevia is that a lot of the companies that sell stevia have a lot of stuff added to it i spent a few minutes in a grocery store recently reading all the back of the stevia items and all of them had like three other things with the stevia so if you're gonna use stevia make sure it's the real authentic plant and that's that's very hard that's very hard to do and it should be way more expensive because it hasn't been cut with anything Right. Um, so, but I don't. I but see, I don't want to sell people a dream and be like, okay, I can get go stevia yeah. and full speed ahead. Right. That's what I was saying. Get it naturally from you know apples and things like that. Because honestly, 
now my sweet tooth has gotten to the point where I can literally make a dessert with natural things and I don't have to add anything, not even honey anymore. Yeah. So your ta- your body will respond. All you have to do is slow it down and then stop it. Definitely. And then you will gain a whole new sense of what tastes good and what doesn't. Absolutely. Absolutely. When you consume a diet that's very high in sodium and sugar, it completely obliterates your taste buds. And so the reason it's so hard for you to give up these foods is because you've trained your palate to believe that things only taste delicious if they've been sweetened or salted. And you have to go through a very uncomfortable period to allow your taste buds to come back to life. Because people now will maybe eat, you know, some broccoli or some stalks of asparagus. And if it hasn't been seasoned with that stuff, you're thinking like this has no flavor, this has no taste. You know, my favorite is water has no taste Mm -hmm. and water has a taste. taste. Water genuinely does have a taste, but you're so used to having all this sugar and synthetic flavorings dumped in your beverages that you believe I can't consume anything else. And so part of it is certainly psychological and part of it is biological. You have to retrain your palate. Um, to get used to the way things taste when they come from the earth. So that's one of the things that, you know, you really have to work on is trying your best to have a label-free diet. Is there anything else you want to talk about with regard to clean eating? Should we get into dairy real quick? Sure. Okay, real quick, guys. We wanted to just touch on dairy because this one, people people don't necessarily perceive dairy as unhealthy. For good reason. Yeah. Yeah, you know, the dairy industry has done an absolutely phenomenal job of making us believe that we need dairy to thrive or that it's a healthier choice, right? Mm -hmm. You make your parfaits in the morning. You know, people um, believe that their kids need milk to grow strong. Right. You know, there's been tons of campaigns throughout the years to make us believe that dairy is healthy. And the bottom line is dairy is not healthy. You should, if you're an infant listening to this podcast, you should still be consuming milk, but it should be your mother's milk. If you're not, you're an infant. <laughs> if you, if you, shout out to the infants listening to the podcast. Otherwise, <laughs> if you are an adult, listen to me right now, put the dairy away. Throw it away. You should not be consuming dairy as an adult. You only need milk in infancy, and only even then it should only come from your mother. Every mammal makes their own milk for their young. And so we should not be consuming milk from another mammal. Yeah, and as I every time I do this research on dairy, I'm always I always find new information and I the the term the agricultural uh, revolution kind of shocked me like there was actually a point where people did not do this Mm -hmm. and they uh, they they started it and it became like a revolution and people just started drinking it and they started marketing it but at one point this did not exist people just simply fed their babies their mother's milk I mean the mother just fed the baby their milk and that was it Mm -hmm. it was just this natural process and then people were fine but they decided to do this, and now they've convinced the masses that this is the natural way, when it's actually in reverse. It's very unnatural. It's very unnatural. And the cows are under so much stress, 24-7, 365, that they have to pump them full of antibiotics, and then they get all these stress hormones in the milk, and then we're consuming that and feeding them to our kids and our young. Um, Dairy has actually been proven time and time again that it actually breaks down your bones because of the high concentration of animal protein. It actually extracts 
calcium from your bones and doesn't add to it. So an individual that spends most of their life eating dairy, they're actually more susceptible to osteoporosis and hip breakage when they get older. Um, also, um, animals, the cows get calcium from the plants, guys. So if you just eat your leafy greens, then you will be perfectly fine with regard to calcium. Also, probiotics. A lot of doctors tell women, you know, that they need to consume yogurt and all these dairy products in order to have healthy gut health and it's absolutely not true if you're concerned with probiotics you can eat um something like uh kimchi which is just fermented cabbage for example um there's plenty of ways to get healthy probiotics by just actually consuming a whole foods plant-based diet you know i read something just yesterday that was so hilarious um uh, one of a good friend of mine in the health and wellness industry, she she said, you know, she owns a smoothie shop. Oh, yeah. Uh, downtown, Go yeah, Smoothies. Cali, yeah. yeah, Cali. And she was saying somebody came in the smoothie shop and was asking her about the caloric, the calories in the smoothies and all this nutritional information. And she's like, when's the last time you went to McDonald's and asked them their caloric intake? She's like, you know, it's funny how when people, quote unquote, get healthy, they all of a sudden are concerned with all the nutritional information. But when you were going to Chipotle and, you know, Applebee's to eat, you weren't asking about all of the nutritional information. Like, you know, there's nothing but fruit and vegetables in these smoothies. And now you want to know the, de- like, like, for example, people who say, I don't eat bananas because it's too much sugar, but they're. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, last week you were eating. Well, I can kind of understand that because once you become health conscious, you do want to know what's going on in your body. But I don't understand the straddling of the thing. That's what she was saying. Yeah, if you're doing both. But if you're a complete health nut, I can understand. But people who straddle (laughs) straddle the fence, like, you know, one week I'm going to eat um, Applebee's and eat the bacon crisp roll-up wrap. And then this week you're going to question me about the caloric intake of the smoothie. Mm. Then it's kind of like, I don't know. It's almost like it's trying to override Mm -hmm. what you've done. Right. You know, at Applebee's. Right. So to speak. Yeah. So, yeah. It's interesting. But, um... One thing I want you guys to be mindful of when it comes to clean eating, too, because I get this with a lot of our clients, is that sometimes when we're trying to get healthy and lose weight and it gets really frustrating, like, what should I eat? What shouldn't I eat? We focus so heavily on all the things that we are giving up. Oh, my God, I can't have that. I can't have ice cream. I can't have cheese. I can't have fried foods. I can't have pizza. I can't have Chipotle. I love Chipotle. And so we focus, we give so much energy and brain power to all the things that we can't have that it seems overwhelming, depressing. And one thing I think you should always stay mindful of is all the things you should be adding and that you're gaining and and that you should be gaining because we focus so much on not eating fried foods that people begin to not eat at all instead of adding more healthy food to their plate. They just deduct the bad without adding the good. Absolutely. And so, you know... Like Jay and I are plant-based and for our clients that come to us interested in becoming plant-based, I always there always comes a point in the coaching where I have to remind them to not just not eat the cheese, but literally add in more of the greens. Yeah. They they don't realize that plant based means eating more of the plants. They just think, okay, all I gotta do is give Move. up. Right. Right. So keep that in mind too, that because because if you do that, when you add in more of the good, you make less room for the bad. When you just remove the bad, you feel like there's this big void. 
And so if you're add, taking away that, but now, okay, I'm adding black beans or quinoa or all my kale and spinach, like add in more of the good, not just take away the bad. Right. And our bodies are so, so intelligent. I, I always try to remind people of this. Our bodies are so intelligent. When you remove something and you don't replace it, it's really going into a frenzy. It's really like, okay, what's happening right now? And you don't know what you're throwing off balance. So try to keep it level. Try not to just throw it into this shock with, I was doing this one week and now I'm not doing it, but I'm also not replacing that protein and I'm also not replacing those things with good things. So try to keep it level. Don't shock your body and don't um, shock your mind and your spirit trying to get healthy, but just going about it kind of not the wrong way. Right. I'll just go ahead and say the wrong way. Right. Yeah. It's a, it's a healthy way to do it. Yeah. And it's a smoother transition. If the transition doesn't feel smooth, there's something usually off. Mm-hmm. It should right. feel very smooth. And don't be afraid to get help. You know, you know, we offer nutritional coaching, uh, weekly nutritional coaching through our Clean Plate Club at Professionally Fit. And, you know, because a lot of people come to us thinking that all they need is the accountability. But then when we begin to educate them on how nutrition really works, and then it's always like, wow, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Because what we tend to do is treat our bodies like a bank. Like we just think about calories. And we think about fat, just take away the bad and I'm going to lose weight. We always yeah. think about calories and weight loss, but our bodies are not banks. Our bodies are more like chemistry labs. And so we have to think about feeding our bodies the nutrients, micronutrients, phytonutrients, macronutrients that it needs to thrive. Like your body does way more for you than maintain a certain weight. And so you have to be very mindful of your brain functioning, your cell regeneration, your microbiome. All those things um, are fed through nutrition. And so when you starve yourself by... Please excuse her, guys. <laughs> when you starve yourself by um, taking away all the bad stuff but not adding more of the good, you're still starving your body of the nutrients that it needs. Absolutely, absolutely. And that's one of the things, like she said, that um, we teach at professionally, professionally Fit. So the clean plate... Club, take advantage of these things. Mm-hmm. Take advantage. Take advantage. I cannot say that enough. When things are offered to you, take advantage. I really wish I knew of all of the. If social media was as popular in my uh, tw- late twenties and early thirties as it is now, I wouldn't have waited so long. Mm-hmm. Like you have so much access to so many things. Mm-hmm. So please take advantage of it. You can learn so much and have so much help and won't be so stressed. Yes. So if there's anything you took away from this podcast today, number one, get rid of the sugar. Number two, get rid of the dairy. Those two things in them of themselves will make a major impact in your health. Not just your weight, but in your health overall. Those are the number two causes of inflammation in your number one causes of inflammation in your body, um, of leading to chronic their gateways to chronic illness and chronic disease. So the sugar and the dairy. Okay. I don't have anything else to add because this could go on forever. Oh, time's out. I heard you dreamt of cheeseburgers last night. And not just any cheeseburger. It was almost like it was the most basic of cheeseburgers. It's not even like it would look delicious in any way, shape, or form. It was a McDonald's Ew. cheeseburger with, like, the American cheese coming over the side, with just, like, ketchup, mustard. It's real flat. Oh, so you have no business dreaming of cheeseburgers. I When's the last time happened. you had a cheeseburger? Ooh, it was... Um, over three, oh, yeah, it's been years, like years, years ago. <laughs> years. 
I dream of cheeseburgers. I Ew. literally dream of a, not any cheese, a McDonald's cheeseburger. The worst of the worst. The worst of the uh. worst. McDonald's. So I don't know what type, what was that message about? Like, what? Yeah. God, what were you telling? <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I dream that I ate a cheeseburger. Wow. So that was pretty uh, disturbing. Yeah, it's wow. been a year since I've had um, any. Uh, what is it, red meat or any chicken or anything like that. But, yeah, cheeseburger. Wow. I don't know who you are anymore. I Me either. <laughs> I don't know who I am anymore. I need to go to a vegan restaurant to remind myself, like, no, no, you still, you're still, you're okay. Right. Yeah, you sometimes <laughs> do wake up out of scary dreams like that. Like, where am I? Who am yeah, I? Yeah, something happened to a person. You got to go hug them or something. So right. Not, yeah, I got to go to a vegan restaurant. Yeah, you got to go love on yourself a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Until yeah. next time, guys, as always, you can get this episode and past episodes on our website at professionallyfit.co. There you can also explore the options we have for um, nutritional coaching. We also have a free private Facebook group called the Clean Plate Club. Um, and that's also available with um, one-on-one nutritional coaching if you're interested in that as well. So please, please, please do yourself a big favor. If you're not well-versed in these things, get help because it's not just your weight that's on the line, but your health overall. We're also available on iTunes and SoundCloud. Just search for Professionally Fit. Until next time, be well. Peace.